live and learn. Welcome to season two of our weekly conversations about living, learning, teaching, and intercultural communication. We discuss cultural awareness and diversity, education and mentality, and we never really know where our talk will bring us in each episode. So, we just follow our curiosity and invite you to join us. In one of our previous episodes, we gave some tips on how to learn during vacation. Now that we are approaching a new academic year, we are talking about getting back to normal and being resourceful as a student and a teacher. We share some tips for starting a new school year, setting smart goals, and applying an agile approach to teaching and learning. Planning is everything. The goal should be smart. It should be measurable, active, achievable, and time-bound. Also on part of uh, parents and students, there should be collaboration if we want to do an efficient thing together. What have you learned? Like, what did you achieve? What did you acquire as the new skill that can help you already to be prepared? This year has been different. School has come to your home. So now it's everybody's responsibility to get equipped to be ready. Or if we continue to study remotely, anyway, it's our responsibility as students, as parents, as teachers to bring the utmost and to take the utmost. The most important is like taking care of yourself taking care of your own energy, of your own resource, of your own well-being. Hello, how are you doing today? Fine, it's hot here and it feels uh, like real summer. Finally has come the real summer to Germany, the second week. I'm not wearing the woolen socks. During my previous summers in the south of Italy, it was that hot all the time. Now I feel I can just survive this <laughs> couple of weeks of uh, real hot because I'm used to this hot and so it's okay. And uh, still having a chance to go and walk uh, in the woods uh, is really wonderful, a great chance. Yeah, that's true. Here in Berlin, we are so lucky to have a couple of lakes and we spend the, um, the weekend, the uh, sun- Sunday, just, you know, letting everything go into the lake. You know, this perfect uh, opportunity just to dive in and relax and stop thinking about anything else. I don't know, for me, this is such a pleasure to reboot the system to reboot myself just to go swimming for a day at least such a pleasure during this heat oh that was something very important to me like to me it is jogging and walking especially when there is enough shadow and that's relaxing and uh, this is actually what i did on sunday morning planning is everything or at least planning is much it saved my Sunday because on Saturday it was already 
hot, like here, 34, 35 degrees all day long. Then I saw the weather forecast and uh, found out that Sunday was going to be that hot again. And so I just uh, imagined waking up with the heat wave and trying to survive through the day. So I set my alarm clock to 6.45 and uh, I went jogging early in the morning and I did uh, like 12 kilometers, 13, I don't know, not all of them jogging, also with a quiet walk in one of the parks that I found on my way. And it was so wonderful. It was still fresh. Then when I got back home, it was still morning, Sunday morning, already warm, getting hotter, but I was already fine after jogging, after walking, after enjoying this wonderful Sunday fresh morning, and I could stay at home and just do other stuff. Just like polishing our episodes, editing all this uh, podcast stuff. Thank you very much for doing this. It is such a pleasure to come back from the lake and see the message. Oh, the episode is ready. And congrats on 12 kilometers. That's huge. I know that's super cool. Actually, yeah, you're right about the planning because we had our Sunday plan for going to the lake and then with a friend of ours. And then she writes, oh, are you sure there is going to be so much crowd and the heat and so on? And we said, no, we know for sure that if we don't go this weekend, this Sunday, the next week is going to be hot as well. And we will be tired and not refreshed, not rebooted. And we just cannot afford to lose the opportunity, even if it's going to rain for what? the summer rain, the summer showers for 20 minutes, seriously. But the whole day spent under the trees near the lake where the temperature is not 35 like it was here, but something, what, 28 maybe, as a completely different story. And now I feel so, so much energized. I already started doing my lectures for the new semester, for the new discipline, which is new to me, and takes a lot of inspiration, actually. And inspiration should come from being revitalized, re-energized, resourceful. That's, again, planning. I need this energy to be able to do my duties. It's also true about uh, planning and getting ready for the new academic year, as you said. And if you know now that uh, you won't have so much time in September when the courses start and uh, you will be really busy on a daily basis, you won't have so much uh, time and energy as well for getting ready for lessons during the week. So the course, in a nutshell, in general, should be prepared now when you have this resource. And it's also true for students who want to or who plan to start learning or continue learning a new skill during the new academic year or new school year. And so while we discussed in one of our previous episodes how to learn on vacation, now, maybe it's time to discuss how to learn during the school year. 
or rather on this adaptation period when you still want to spend so much time outside, still enjoy the summer activities, but you actually have your first classes, lectures started. Do you remember that the New Year school, the way it starts, starts as a kind of a difficult period for you when you were a schoolgirl? The 31st of August was the most horrible and uh, stressful day during the summer holiday. So we didn't used to have uh, those printed copybooks with the border on the right and left. And uh, this was something to be done on the last day of August. As uh, we used to go to school, we used to start the uh, school year on the 1st of September. And the 31st of August was officially the last day of holiday, but also in most families, a stressful day for all the school children to line uh, their copybooks. Then was it stressful in other ways, I think not. It was exciting because you were looking forward to seeing your classmates who you haven't seen during the summer and uh, a lot of expectations, new books to start the new school year with. I would say it was exciting as well. I actually cherish the memories of the very first couple of classes when I was like six, seven, eight years of age, when we were just getting into the spirit of going to school the first September. And we were so lucky our parents actually were not that they didn't comply with the orders, let's say so. And I remember that we spent the time at the seaside when everybody started their school year and my parents thought that it would be much better to spend a uh, seaside time for like one two week and to leave it out from from the education because there's still nothing very super duper difficult in the very first two two uh, weeks and I remember this absolute gorgeous freedom of not going to school when everybody's gone to school while we were going to some base. Of course, it's not all the years, only two of them, but uh, that was already a feeling of freedom and wisdom of our parents seated in us from six years of age, can you imagine? So we already knew that it's not the rules that we need to obey, but it's our well-being and psychological, physical health that is prioritized in our family and spending time together. And when we grew older, I, uh, another thing that we would spend most probably the last two weeks of August in our dacha, which is the summer cottage where our parents lived during the summer, and of course, we would run there uh, barefoot uh, to get the water, to go to the lakes, to, to you know, from, from the uh, dawn till dusk. And I remember the worst pain of going to school is after those, the whole summer of running barefoot, jumping everywhere, swimming, going to the trees and so on, I had to actually wear the shoes 
that was a you know uh, psychological and physical pain. All sorts of pain of uh, starting school again after being on vacation, feeling relaxed, and then uh, back to normality, as they say now. Back to normal, yeah. <laughs> Now we have the new normal. I'm sorry, I don't even know what we are coming back to, because uh, the first months or so, or, or so, we're still going to be teaching online. So back to to what? Back to computer and Zoom. And yeah, it's never back to something because it's always uh, development, evolution. Anyway, whatever we think about it, whatever we prefer, and so it's not back to something it's forward and uh, what is important is uh, to feel and find our way of doing in this new developed changed condition situation etc yeah so that's more embracing this new roles new school new environment new class new schedule and that is actually a skill again. So isn't this uh, something that we discuss in soft skills, in the growth mindset, uh, the skill to embrace the new environment, to embrace the change? I, do you think that if we're talking about change, that means that the parents and school teachers and administration of uh, educational institutions yeah, should uh, probably facilitate the process? Most probably they are doing it anyway. <laughs> Hopefully they do. Yeah, of course, it's about uh, looking at uh, the situation from the perspective of uh, making it possible to study in these conditions, those conditions that we have or are going to have. And yes, of course, it's one of the tasks of uh, school and university management and uh, also on part of uh, parents and students, there should be collaboration if we want to do an efficient thing together. It's no longer about university management or school management bringing education to your home. Now, this year, your home has been a place of getting education. We've all participated in different roles, and so, it's not you send you as a parent sending your kid to school in hope that they would get some education, inverted commas, there. This year has been different. School has come to your home. You had to be a welcoming host. You had to organize um, a good, again, welcoming environment yeah, for education to come to your home and uh, be embraced as an opportunity, be taken, be welcomed. Now, let's uh, see what it brings us to. And if students come back to school, to university, there is one chance to be more picky, again, about... Uh, asking the university and school management to be student-centered. Or if we continue to study remotely, anyway, it's our responsibility as students, as parents, as teachers, to bring the utmost and to take the utmost. Wherever 
education is happening. Also like a good idea to talk how we can facilitate the education coming back to the uh, to the class, right? Either online or offline or whatever it is. Because it's very different to uh, from from the point of view of the uh, schedule, of the timing, of the time management, self-management, and students need at the moment come back to this self-management, time management for themselves as well, create their own working place, and so on. So maybe it's a good idea to start with. Maybe it's a good idea to start uh, on the tips, how to facilitate coming back to school year. When I ask my individual students uh, what they think about the new school year now, I ask whether they, first of all, I ask whether they know if they're going to come back to school or to continue remotely. And almost no one knows. So tip number one for facilitators is to be close to students in this situation of uncertainty. Yeah, I'm asking that and I don't want a ready answer. Me neither. I don't know the answer to this question. So I'm ready to be there for them with this uncertainty. And it's a good chance to discuss, okay, so if you go back to school, how do you think you can organize your day efficiently? If not, how do you think you can organize your day efficiently? Anyway, it's this meta-learning stuff about how to organize your day efficiently so that you can learn uh, in the best possible way for you. You can as well um, continue with the questions now after a semester of emergency remote teaching and learning. What have you learned? Like, what did you achieve? What did you acquire as the new skill that can help you already to be prepared? Because in spring, we didn't know what to do. Nobody knew how long it's going to take, how, how deep it's going to go into the, you know, class, university, schedule, curriculum, and so on. But now we, are, uh, we don't have this excuse any longer. Neither us as the teachers... Neither us as the university or a college or anything like that uh, representatives, nor the students or teachers, because they've been there already. So basically, we now have this, instead of uh, what can I do brainstorming, trying to do what can I do analyzing what was productive, what was efficient, what was successful, and uh, most probably just enlisting those things, the ones for the learners, some for the parents, some for the teachers, some for the educators, some for the administration. Yeah, as you said, uh, we don't have an excuse any longer, but on uh, a good side, we do have experience. We don't have an excuse, but we've gained some experience uh, during this time, so we have something to find support in. It's interesting that I heard uh, a situation when 
uh, a person says, oh, my headset doesn't work or I don't know how to, to, to get it to connect it or something like that. So I, I'm not going to be uh, participating in the video. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you are getting ready to the new school year. You know that half of it at least will be online. So most probably it is just as necessary to get equipped not only with the digital things, but equipped uh, with the skills, with the um, attitudes and your own decisions, what you're going to do. So now it's everybody's responsibility to get equipped, to be ready, because we don't know if, if it's going to be online or offline. It's most probably will be blended. And we don't know to which percent it's going to be online or offline. Most probably it will be very different depending on the school, depending on the teacher, depending on the subject, depending on the time, maybe lockdown comes, maybe it doesn't, maybe it comes locally. So we are going to, to be very agile in this semester, obviously. That means to work with what we have to the best of our knowledge and possibilities. And so some of the tips we could give and use ourselves as to organize your day, first of all, whatever or in whichever way it's going to uh, go and to be organized, uh, organize your day. Think about when you are most efficient as a student, as a teacher, as a manager. Think about uh, how you can organize your day if something depends on you, if it's up to you to decide when to start learning, you can build your day based on that. If it doesn't depend on you, like you go back to school or there are even online lessons at certain times, then how can you organize your day beyond this uh, schedule or scheduled lessons? So think when and how you can be most efficient in terms of your learning or teaching or preparing for whatever kind of activity. And yeah, be ready to be agile and to adjust things according to a changing situation because most probably it will be changing. Then what other tips uh, could we give here? Actually, you, you put this in the poll in our Telegram channel that what is the main 21st century skill and uh, this is the ones that we discussed last time. But I actually caught myself thinking that being student-centered, of course, is important. Digitalization is, of course, important and everything else. But funny enough, to me, the most important is like taking care of yourself taking care of your own energy, of your own resource, of your own well-being. Just like we mentioned in the beginning of our uh, episode today, just make sure that you, are, you have plenty of energy, that you had a good sleep, that you had a uh, light meal, that you had a, enough water, that you had enough physical activity, that you went jogging, that you went, I don't know, doing your burpees or whatever you were doing that your routine, as you are saying, being planned, should be also well planned, not only according to your work or study that you are doing, but 
like getting prepared so that you are ready and equipped again i'm saying this word uh for the upcoming day month semester quarter whatever your studies are and in this case um this episode that we discussed about the teachers well-being teachers uh, self-awareness i guess right now a lot of people have this excitement of what am i going to do how i'm going to do the classes is going online or offline and they then they think what they want to prepare so we're going to study this subject this is what i wanted to do this is the uh, collaborative processes but how can i put these students who need to be two meters one from another into the collaborative process so they are thinking a lot about digital component student component or a content component i would probably praise thinking of not forgetting yourself in this equation as we said that you cannot pour from the empty cup so this all will not happen if we forget about us being at full capacity prepared energized Also, finding support is um, absolutely essential here. And uh, in finding support, I mean both finding good networking, finding colleagues or mentors who might or could help you with uh, all sorts of worries and anxiety and excitement in this process, but also finding support simply in uh, curriculum that you've got in being prepared for the course again something that we discussed in the beginning when you are prepared for the course you can find support here in your preparation because it's the basis on which you can stand firmly without much trouble during the semester then if you've got a textbook even if it sounds boring to many teachers who want to be innovative all the time who want to create new games activities material for each and every lesson anyway stop for a while think whether it's going to increment something that we also discussed previously is it going to add as much value as much effort you put into preparing this stuff or isn't it better to stop a bit and think i've got my curriculum hopefully it's not bad hopefully i've got a good book that can be good and firm as a basis for all the continuous process of my teaching yeah as a teacher and then when i feel inspiration and energy i can add materials to this in case i don't remember there is a teacher's book remember there is your curriculum that you could stick to remember there are colleagues who can give you support and advise you on something and don't forget about your personal well-being as a teacher then as a learner i would say the same if you've chosen a course a teacher a school a book it can be good basis 
stop for a while instead of searching always something that would be even better, even more, even higher, even whatever. Stop and think about your routines that can bring more quality than probably any kind of rushing around in search of something better. Then consistency would be your support and your help on your way to reaching your aim, to achieving your goals. You are so, so right here. I know this is so wise to say. I was thinking while you were talking here that it is really important not to forget that we are all out of our comfort zones for so long now. And pushing ourselves further is a very good thing to proceed and, you know, to do. But we really need to remember that we are good enough, well enough, we're doing enough, we're studying enough already because we have our good intent to do so. And um, that's true because it's not about... Uh, laziness and the comfort of something traditional that every day is the same every day is the same book the same teacher like we are gone past through this era i guess decades ago but you're so true that now everybody wants to to do so much and to jump over their heads to jump over over the necessary that a lot of like there is so much information, so many lectures. You can go to watch videos on whatever topic possible at all in the world. Like mo- pro- most probably 70-75% of all the information that exists is for free. So you can actually go and get your own education. The problem that we discussed actually already about online education and can we call what we get online education is actually finishing the courses acquiring the skills, implementing the skills rather than that endless signing up for the uh, courses online and then thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to finish this. Maybe that's this Harvard course is not good enough for me. Come on, just get yourself a necessary, like what you can lift, like, you know, know your weights what you can lift, how many courses do you want to do, on which disciplines. Do you want to go to the new online course on each discipline? You won't have enough time. Come on, be realistic. So I guess to sum up, to summarize what I'm trying to to say, I feel like I'm impressionist in in my answer here right now. I need some, some core. So the core is if you want to deepen your knowledge in any subject, Try to understand how much of real time do you have per week? How much that will it help? Will you be able not only to start and sign up, but to do the exercise, to do the learning, to find the skill, to find the knowledge, to write the final I don't know, paper or exam, whatever it, and to actually receive that certificate or end up this learning unit and try to know what you can do now with it. So it's not like collecting the certificate, but trying to understand why you're doing it, what you're building on it would be something that I would advise. 
a comment on part of uh, learners would be guess who is more efficient in their learning and in achieving their goals people who say i'm so motivated excited i want it all i want it now i'm so ready to learn now um, i feel so much energy i'm ready to learn or someone who says i'm ready to learn uh, tuesday thursday saturday starting september a break for christmas then back until june in my experience the second type are more efficient in achieving their goals than the first more enthusiastic people so not always does something turn up to be efficient if it's based on enthusiasm more value can be obtained by consistency routines however boring it might sound and as well we are so people who love learning they're so thirsty on learning i want more i want that i want here with this teacher with that teacher i want english japanese french korean chinese marketing business consulting like you know everything try to prioritize try to know what you want try to understand how much time do you have because for example uh, the second non-existent type that you mentioned <laughs> the most precious attitude that you may think is like how much realistically time i can allocate for what i think is a priority because What you described as the enthusiastic type number one would end up, uh, you know, doing two weeks, three weeks, and then starting canceling the classes. Started saying that, oh, now it's something else is more necessary or more urgent or something like that. And then in two months time, oh, there wasn't as much progress as I expected. Well, most probably because you lost like half of the classes. This is the question again to the uh, teachers, to the managers, and to the students and to the, okay, education stakeholders. I'm tired of like, enumerating everybody who's in the process. Let's call them ES, education stakeholders. Let's work at like, you know, project-oriented approach now. This is your project. Do you try to see how much resource do you have? Try to see how many people do you have? How, how much energy do you have? What do you want to achieve? When do you want to achieve? Try to allocate smart goals. The goal should be smart. It should be measurable active achievable and time bound okay i want to achieve b2 speaking in german through visiting these this and these activities and speaking with people here here like twice per week till what till my birthday till the end of the uh, semester till when i need to give the certificate or something like that And the smart goals can be so, like, this is such basic things. But I, in, the same, in the same time, this is like business-like, project-like approach helps us to actually be more agile in our everyday learning. So now we're talking about agile project uh, management. Okay, then uh, getting back to uh, tips uh, we could give 
with the start of the new school year, a new semester, etc. We've already mentioned tip one, we said uh, organize your routines. Tip two, we gave uh, think about your energy, think about yourself, uh, self-care. Then uh, think of your learning as a project. With smart goals, uh, keep on finishing, not on keep on starting, but keep on finishing the uh, learning projects you're into. And stick to the skeleton of a curriculum. It is part of uh, something that uh, we said about self-care, both of teachers and learners, of all the education stakeholders. And uh, yeah, stick to the uh, skeleton of uh, learning of uh, your curriculum. Your strategy. So, yeah, and uh, it will help you reach your aims because uh, if we talk about university management or uh, course authors, these people think about where they want to bring you in the end of the course. They keep aims in mind. Why not trust them? Why not trust that they've already cared about your way and your progress? and just trust them and do what the curriculum presupposes. But don't quit on the way. Think about how much effort has already been put into creating the course. And if you've chosen this course, keep learning, keep this trust to the course authors and do this way together with them. Then in the end, you'll look back and see, well, that's how much I've done. This is what I've achieved. Here is my certificate. And now I can be satisfied with my progress, with my choice, with my course, with my completion. Try to think that the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. This course lies within your overall education, where this particular additional help from the online courses, tutors, something else, where does it align to what you want to receive as an education? Either in school, what kind of the hobbies, what kind of the extra classes do you want to take? Where does it align? Again, in the university, there is such a portfolio of the courses. Try to choose those that actually compile together to make a substantial achievement rather than just a number of courses which fall apart because you don't know what to do now. So when you're trying to plan your new year, your new school year, uh, you most probably as a learner, as a school person will end up like uh, what's available or what is offered. Like for example, extra French classes. Like do you really need them right now? Or do you need some more math? Because if you want to go to the uh, full one. So what I'm trying to say is when you're going to the new year, try to think how it all will sum up, add up and multiply one another so that it becomes the lean future, aligned future path rather than just 15 new uh, classes that you've taken. So I think that is something that I 
most probably make as an umbrella thing. Yeah, so don't forget why you're learning this. Keep the bigger picture in mind. Live and learn. Learn and live. Curious about what we discuss next? Join us at facebook.com forward slash live and learn podcast.